Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to SCP Archives. Just a quick reminder, this is part two of SCP-5935, so if you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure you go back and listen to that one first, and if you have, buckle in, you're in for quite a journey. Coming up this month, we have a bunch of live events on our Discord. You can find a link to our Discord in our show notes below, or by visiting scparchives.com. On October 10th, Jesse and I are hosting a live Q&A. Uh, you can tune in and listen. You can even write in your own questions, and Jesse might use them to uh, prod and probe me and discover all of my deep insecurities. And on October 22nd, we're doing a live reading featuring Graham, Risa, Russ, and Celeste. But that's not all. On October 30th, uh, not on Discord, but this is a very special event. Uh, we are doing a very special collaboration with Shelby Scott's Scare You to Sleep. If you haven't listened to Scare You to Sleep, it's an incredible horror fiction podcast. I highly recommend you check it out. And on October 30th, you can hear a special collaboration with them written by the incredible Ben Counter. And last but finally not least, our season is ending on October 30th. Uh, that'll be it for season three. But season four will be out in December. Uh, usually we're off until March. This year we're doing something a little different. In December, we'll be starting up a new 12-episode mini-season uh, written by Ben Counter, who you may know from Warhammer 40k novels and uh, from his podcast, Out of Place, which I helped make. Um, ben is an incredible writer and has written a very terrifying 12-episode series about a really cool new monster, and you're going to love it. All of that coming in December, and uh, that'll go through until, I think, late February, early March, uh, and then... In late March, uh, season it'll be season five of SCP Archives premieres, and that will go from end of March all the way through October 31st. So, lots of content coming your way, lots of stuff for us to do. Um, but without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Addendum 5935.5b. Automated emergency meeting transcription. All O5 council members are present. David, you have been brought before this council to address the events of... I know why I'm here. What I want to know is by what authority you think you can hold me here. Council mandate, David. We have the votes. It is time for you to give up yours. Absolutely not. David, please, we just want to... Quiet, overseer. I know what you intend to do. This is preposterous. 053, you don't even have a plurality of votes. Let alone the majority of our bylaws dictate you would need to force me to give up my veto. Not true. O510 recanted her position last night and abstained. We now have the plurality. Coward. Silence! You have abused your authority to subvert Protocol 4000 issue in direct violation of the direction of this council. In doing so, you have manifest an... Say it. An abomination. Keep your forked tongue between your teeth, Snake. J-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-
Jacob is my son. He's my boy. Unfortunately, David, that appears to no longer be the case. The entity contained at Site 313 is not a human being at all. What are you saying? The entity is a true doppelganger. We do not know the extent of its capabilities, but affected personnel are unable to differentiate between the entity and those it is impersonating. Even if they see the transformation happening in real time. The strain this puts on the psyche of affected persons if they see both the doppelganger and the original in the same place has already led to the deaths of four medical personnel. The entity is an aberration. It is dangerous. We do not know its intentions. If it was able to impersonate a staff member, or even a member of this council, we don't even know if it can be damaged. The late Dr. Wallace attempted to push a blade through its heart, and it emerged from his own. Jacob would never do that. Your son is dead. You put him in the earth, and he expired. I am sorry for your tragic loss, David. But this desperate attempt to undo something that cannot be undone has revealed this... this... horrible thing. He might be different now, but he's just responding to trauma. He needs time to adjust. Time outside of captivity. Look, let me take him home. If he can be with myself and his mother, he can improve. He can return to normal. He, no he can... longer exists. The thing that wears your son's face is not your son. What did you see in there? Past the winding path. Answer her. There was a hill. And at its crest, the path ended. Below me was an idea. Something that even our forebears had forgotten. A place where the sinking guilt of loss and despair has congealed. And in that place, there is a question. Sometimes I think I'm still standing there, looking at it. I do not remember how it was asked, or whether or not there was a voice that spoke to me. The question was innate to that place, something that did not need words, only an answer. There were three pieces, and for each, a price to pay. Flesh, joy, something worse. There were moments where I thought I had glimpsed it, like seeing a corpse through black smoke and fire, a nameless dead at the center of the darkness. I've seen horrors, and I know truths about this world that would turn mortal men to wraiths, fleeing on the wind from the quiet reality we hold at bay. But this question, this heart of hatred, could not be contained with walls and steel. There's not a box in all of creation for it. We had presumed that when those who lost their names disappeared into the quiet forest, they would find themselves alone there. Foolish. When fire and hubris comes for us, and we must disappear into our walled prisons for safety, would they be empty? No. The place beyond the well was not built for them. They simply had no other options. So they ran to the one place they had left. A place where the question lingers. Those woods were made by them for their own protection. A maze that only they would know. 
been one that that thing that lies beyond the forest would not be able to find a way through. I found it by accident. I went there looking for Jacob's name, because I believed if I found it, I could have him back. I could take him home, sit beneath the old tree and laugh, and watch him learn and grow, like we had always planned. I learned quickly that his name was not there. But in my desperation to escape, I found the other road. The one that leads to the tree line at the top of the hill. I had to make sacrifices. The thing I found there is old. Older than the nameless wanderers who have made their home in the grove without end. Older than the earth. Older than the stars in the sky. But within it, I saw an opportunity. A chance to make my son whole again. There would be a cost. But what father would hesitate to lay his life down for his son? So I did the thing I had to do. And when I awoke, I was there with Jacob again. My son was alive. He had come back to me, and we were together. Any of you who says they would not make terrible sacrifices of themselves for those things they love in this life are liars. It does not matter. None of this matters. You betrayed your oath and broke our most sacred protocols. We will have your vote, and we will see you removed from this council. As for the aberration, I will personally see to it that one way or another, it will be annihilated. It cannot be allowed to exist. You will not. Not as long as my veto remains. Jacob is in my care, in my custody. You will not take him from me. You will not. Enough. We will reconvene in two days' time. 05-3. If you intend to propose a vote, I suggest you make sure you have your procedures in order beforehand. Understood. Very well. David, you will remain here until such time that your status can be determined. This meeting is dismissed. Addendum 5935.7 Interview The following interview is conducted by Dr. Rashad Moore, Director of Psychiatrics at Site-22. In order to bolster the interviewer's cognitive faculties against SCP-5935-1's aberrant nature, an intravenous drip of powerful amnestics was applied. Hello, Jacob. Can you hear me? Who's there? Where are you? You can't see me right now, but we can see you. I'm not far away from you. Why can't I move? We've had to restrain you. This is only temporary, and it is for your own safety, I assure you. Can you stay calm? Jacob, if you can work with me, get you out of here more quickly. Is that all right? All right. Okay, good. We believe that something might have happened to you, but in order to learn more about what you're experiencing, I'm going to have to ask you some questions. Just answer them as well as you can, all right? All right. Good. So first question, what's the last thing you remember? What? From before you woke up. I... I don't think I've been sleeping. What do you mean by that? Where's my dad? You'll be here soon, please. We just need to answer some questions, all right? What did you see in the dark? What? what? Who, Who are, are you? you? 
Intravenous dispenser chimes, signaling an increase in dosage. You, what are you doing? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're doing. Hang on. Fine, fine. Just a little dizziness. Jacob, can you still hear me? Yes. What did you see in the dark? Jacob. Two lights, always together. Always two lights. One that was, and one that wasn't. Swaying together, always two. Tell me more. Excuse me, doctor, if I might. Please, by all means. Jacob, what was the first echo in that place? The first light, or the second? Or were they always together? Odd. It's all right, doctor. I can take it from here. What light echoed first? What? I don't remember. I remember two lights, always together. Something watching. Something old. My, My apologies, doctor. doctor. I, I feel, feel Ill. Ill. It's quite alright, Jacob. How many steps did you take into the down below? Could you count them? I don't. There were too many. I didn't count. I see. I see. But there were always two, weren't there? Swaying in the dark? Amber, like rock bulbs. Doctors, if it's not too much trouble, I... Please, go ahead. I... Yes, wait. How many times did you lose your name, Jacob? My name? Yes. If you lose a thing so many times, can it even be called yours? Jacob, it's not Papa. Well, I just disagree. Uh, shouldn't be in there with... So what do you remember, Jacob? How many lights? How many stairs? Always two? Always two? Always two? Addendum 5935.8. Collected audio recordings. Can they hear us? No. Good. I can't do that again. I'm sorry. I'm out of practice. We both are. Don't apologize. What did you want to ask me? I've been reading the file. It's really something else. It is. What's wrong? You shouldn't have been looking at that. Why? And don't tell me you care about clearance now. Stop. You know there's more to it than that. There are questions you just shouldn't see. Questions you shouldn't ask. Is that it? You're worried I'm too curious now? Alright. I'm sorry. I was curious. I couldn't help it. You just need to be more careful. I will. I just... There was one thing. I know. I just don't understand why they're all so anxious all the time. Whatever he saw, it can't be worse than... I mean, there are so many others. You're right. There are a thousand razors, each as deadly as the last. But you could spend a lifetime staring at razors and still miss the one that crosses your throat. So, what's the last razor? What do you know about gods? 
Just what they teach you in nursery school. Jesus and Vishnu and the lot. Why? We have a skewed perception of what constitutes the divine, I think. Outsiders would tell you it's something sufficiently powerful or of some religious significance. Some of our own might tell you that it has to do with where an entity gets its power or if it can even be called an entity at all. I'm not sure what you mean. When we talk about gods in the Foundation, we talk about the broken god or the god of flesh or the god of dreams. Gods of ideas, these aspects of one thing or another. The broken god is a god of order. The flesh god is a god of fertility and so on. Then there are creator gods and gods of death. So on and so forth. An endless parade of divinity. But there are beings that existed long before the first man broke bread with the new gods in his golden city. Beings that formed before the universe had shape. Beings perhaps even older than that. Calling them entities would misrepresent them. They don't exist like you and I do. They're not real. They are the questions whose answers spun forth into light and life. The formless echo of a voice that never existed. An echo? They are questions. When they were answered, they stopped existing. All of them, one by one, disappeared into irrelevance once their answers made proof. What was that? What was in that place? A question that should have never been asked. Hidden away and lost, perhaps by design, or perhaps by sheer luck. A question that had been forgotten until the day a desperate man got lost in that still forest and found it. The Fae didn't put it there. They've likely forgotten it was ever there. Forgotten what had to be done to keep them safe. How do you claim to know so much about this? There's a dark room and a site without a designation where a stone tomb rests beneath a mile of rock and iron. In that tomb is a creature, something that was perhaps once beautiful and regal, but is reduced to little more than the space in which it exists, if that. They thought they were clever, burying it like they did. But I know the way in. I found the way down to where the last king of night lies sleeping, and I listened. He does not speak, but he will tell you things. That's all I know. I thought that might drive you away. Maybe you're beginning to figure it out now, like I did. Maybe you're seeing a line drawn between two points, and the space where they have yet to meet blisters your mind like hot metal and flesh. He told me where it was, and that's why I went that day, to watch and see. I needed to know. He was so close to what he was looking for, if he had just stayed on his path, he might have made it. He might have gotten his son back. But that path did not lead to where I needed him to go, so I too gave something up. I gave up something of yours as well. You won't need it. Not anymore, and it was worth it. I do wonder if he ever gave it a second thought. I wonder if he took a moment to try and comprehend what he'd done. Maybe it was that distraction that allowed him to survive at all. He thought he was making a deal with a dead fey god in exchange for a soul. Poor idiot. You can't trade for something that no longer exists. All that sacrifice, and he received something else entirely. I wonder if he's realized it yet. Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break. And a reminder... Ad-free and bonus episodes are available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod and on Apple Podcasts, where you can simply click subscribe and get a free seven-day trial.
You guys, you know it's been nicer lately, and in Wisconsin, you never quite know when winter is going to be in, but it's been nice for like four days in a row, and I'm like, if sunnier days are coming, it's time to fuel up, and so I'm going back to my factor meals that no prep, no mess. I want to hit my weight goals before it's time to hit that beach. You've got options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. Factor has these fresh, never frozen meals, dietitian approved, guys. And here's the big thing for me keeping out of the kitchen as much as possible, two minutes, and these meals are ready. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, you've always got time. So treat yourself. They have 35 different meals to pick from, 60 add ons to choose every week. You're always going to have new stuff to try. Have it whenever you want. It's effortless, guys. So if you'd like to try it yourself, head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 to get 50% off your first box. Plus, 20% off your next month. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, thanks for listening. And now, back to our show. Addendum 5935.9 Additional collected information from the Journal of an Overseer of the SCP Foundation. Jacob. Jacob, can you hear me? Where have you gone? Where is the warmth of your body? Where is the beating of your heart? The Council has reached a majority. My vote can no longer keep you safe. What will they do to you? They say blades cannot pierce you, and your body rejects poison. You've become so strong. But there are other machinations the Council wields that are outside of even my eyes. Will they turn their engines of change onto you? Will they soak the ground again in your blood? I'm alone now, sitting in the dark. But I'm comforted by the memories. Our memories. Your mother and I, we knew what would be said if we tried to have a child. Progeny among the members of the Council are rare, and those who have children are looked down upon as liabilities. They fear that a child would cloud an overseer's judgment, make them susceptible to blackmail, fear, and threats. I loved your mother more than anything in the world, and each passing day saw the light of what could have been, what she had dreamed of once, pass from her eyes. The day you were born, she was reborn as well. All of her fire and joy and radiance returned all at once as she held you in her arms, shaking from her tears. In those early days, in the quiet hours when your mother would sleep, and I would hold you near me by the fire. I promised you I would give you everything you ever wanted. I would build you a city on a hill, shining and beautiful, a reflection of the love we had for you, a lifetime of desire made manifest in your perfect heart. As you wasted away, those dreams and promises crumbled like sand between my fingers until they were gone. But now you're here, and all that separates us is the authority of the Council. Damn them. They can hide in their fortress and plug their ears, but if they won't choose to listen, then I will make them. 
I will tear down the walls of their command and prove to them that they are wrong. And then we will be together again. You, me, and your mother. I'm coming tonight, Jacob. I'll take you away. You and your mother. And build a shining city just for you. Your mother is with me. Tonight we will be together. You are coming for me. I know it. Addendum 5935.10 Mobile Task Force Alpha 1 Emergency Dispatch The following is a log of events occurring on 7-18-21 a.m. Subject SCP-5935-1 removed from Euclid-class containment vessel by overseer order. This removal violates concurrent protocols restricting access to dangerous anomalous entities. A forward team is dispatched. 1.19 a.m. Euclid-class containment vessel is found empty by forward team. Local security personnel in critical condition. 1.22 a.m. Site security stand-down issued, despite issuing party being deceased. Strike team moves to intercept SCP-5935-1. 1.38 a.m. Strike team engages hostile entity. Description of entity unknown. Identity of entity unknown. Amnestic application is unreliable. Devon, Jacob, Roxy, Tolga, Jacob, Victor, Amon, Jacob, Ben, Captain, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. In the beginning there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him. And without him, not anything made that was made. The Word was God, and all was within God. A singular point, one name, God. But as many as received him to them, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, his name. And as spread they into the new world, the world made by him. They gave upon each other names, and gave names to the world made by him. And the animals, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, the name of God. And the world was made flesh, and the name of God, one God, became the names of many. All creatures that walked, all those that stirred yet, and the far-off things that had not yet been given name, they too had names upon them. And the word was God, but the word diminished, and the name diminished. For what was one name, and one God, was now many names, and many gods. When all things in their time were given name, a new God formed, a God of many names. And the light of this new God shineth in the darkness, and all were given name. But there exists yet that old word, that place from which all names were given, now without a function, without a purpose. A dark 
mirror of every face that ever was and was not. But the faces do not leave the mirror, and the names do not leave the word. In time, they will return to it, and the word will be with God, and the word will be God, and the names will be written. I am not what you thought I was, Dad. You put something foul inside me, and I am not me anymore. I am you, and everyone. I was made wrong, Dad. Addendum 5935.11. Unknown error. Hello? Who's there? Elisa! Elisa, is that you? Where are you? I don't... I don't know. I can't see. It's so dark. What happened? Jacob, he... Something is wrong, Elisa. Hang on, I'm going to find you. I've got a light. I'm coming. What do you mean? Jacob? I... Elisa, I'm so sorry. Just hang tight. I'll explain everything just as soon as I get to you. You know... You know I have access to things. Some of these things... Things I thought could... Could give us a chance. A chance to make this right. I thought... I thought maybe... What have you done? He... I'm almost to you. Hang on. This door is... It's stuck. It's stuck. I'm trying to... Let me help you, Daddy. Elisa, I... Wait, no. Wait. You're not... What have you done to her? What did you do? She came for me. She tasted my blood. She's over there. Oh my god. Oh my god, Elisa. What did you do to her? What are you? You're the only one who can see past me, Daddy. Maybe it's because part of you is in here too. I know what you had to do. I imagine it was horrible for you. Elisa, she's... Why? Why, Jacob? Jacob. Jacob's voice is so quiet and so far away. It could hardly be said to exist at all. What are you? Me. There is no this is empty. A place where a name used to be. There is nothing you would recognize here. You can't recognize something that never was there in the first place. What do you want? You're anthropomorphizing me. You shouldn't. You hear words and see a face because you believe you should. These faces, these words, 
They aren't yours. They were given to you, which means they had to be taken from somewhere. Have you ever imagined what that must have been like? You probably haven't even considered it. It's just always been yours, so you've taken it for granted. You... I know you. We've met before. You were the voice in the dark. The amber lights. It was you. Yes, it was me. You told me you could give him back to me. You said you could bring him to life. I told you I could make him walk and breathe. I did not lie. This is his body. How it looks to you, or to anyone, is mine. Who are you? I am the last child of Is, and I was there at the beginning. I was a question, not yet answered, but given meaning in the unknown and uncertainty. I am a lonely postman. I am a harried executive. I am a single mother. I am a foundation overseer. I am Elisa. I am Jacob. I am you. Elisa, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't want this to happen. I know I didn't. I just wanted to be with my son again. I miss him so much. Why are you doing this? There is no answer I could give you that would be sufficient. You have suffered, but you are at only the beginning of a long road of suffering. You gave me your blood, and now I will give your blood to everything that draws breath. I can already see their hearts, speak with their words, breathe with their lungs. Their blood and ours will become one, and our names will become one again. All will return until there are only two, you and I. No. No, I can't let you. So many people will die. The blood. What I did is... I know what you did. I saw you. will be opened, and they will be given our blood, just like Elisa. You will make a glistening scarlet ornament out of each of them. Stop. What? I will help you. I will do what you request. I am surprised. What else do I have? My wife and son are gone. The Foundation will destroy me for exposing you to the world. And even if you get to them first, then I imagine you'll come for me at some point as well. There's no point in being afraid of the inevitable. You want something? I want a favor. One last request before I go with you. I'll even pay you for it. I'll give you my name. No tricks. You won't even have to keep up this illusion of identity you have to maintain for everyone else. It will be yours. 
I've been thinking about it. That's how I can see through you. It's an illusion. You have all of these names, but you don't own them. You just mimic them. The others can't see it, but I can. I was there with you in the darkness. Maybe you were confused. Maybe you thought I was giving you Jacob's name. But you can't trade for something that no longer exists. And you were right. Jacob is gone. His name went with him. And for all your power, you're still nothing, aren't you? You said it yourself. You're the place where something used to exist. Is that why you killed Elisa? To see if the blood would let you take her name? What a mercy. She's gone now, too. And you weren't able to have it. I have it. No. Because I can still see you. All of your horror. All of your malice. I can still see it. You're a phantom. You can't have what you really want without a name of your own. That's why you haven't done to me what you did to... ...to her. What do you desire? My life is... My life is over. The things I loved have passed and gone. I just want to pretend. Just a little longer. Help me lie to myself. In return, I will give you my name. We will be together, just like we wanted. Always, too. I accept. All right. Then let's go home. Where is the warmth of your body? Where is the beating of your heart? Special Containment Procedures Due to the events of 7-18-21, SCP-5935 has been reclassified as Explained. No additional containment procedures are necessary. Description This data has been expunged. Addendum 5935.1 When we went home. I just... David, is that you? Come over here. I need help with this for a moment. What is it? How does this sound to you? And sometimes if you try very hard, catch it in the right light, and squint just enough... You might even manage to convince yourself that you're doing the right thing. Dark. I like it. What is that? Thanks. It's... Hang on. Jacob? Jacob, come in here. Uh, Mom? I'm busy right now. I'm in the middle of a level. You heard what I said. Come on now. Fine. What is it? Jacob, come on. All right, all right. Sorry, Mom. That's all right. I wanted to tell you that I've set you up on a little play date with that cute girl across the hall, Olivia Lee. Her parents said it would be all right. Well, hey, that sounds fun. Olivia? Blech. I don't want to hang out with a girl. Girls are gross. Hang on now. I'm a girl. Am I gross? What? No, you're not a girl. You're... uh... a mom? <laughs> what do you think moms are, dingus? You know what I meant. They're different. 
All right, well, if you don't want to go play with her, I'll just tell the Lees you won't be coming over. No, uh, don't do that. I'll go over there. But not to have fun. Just to hang out. Whatever you say, lover boy. What? I'm not! He is your son. <laughs> Whoa, calm down there, tiger. You grew that mess, not me. Still, you've at least got to be complicit. I'll admit to that. So what was that thing you were working on? Oh, this? It's nothing. Ever since we moved to Pandemonium, I've just felt like I need to do something, you know? There are so many people here, and everyone has a story to tell. I just want to tell my story. These last few years have been the happiest years of my life, but even after all of that, I still feel like I have something to say. I guess, in a sense, this is what I want to say. I understand. The city is huge. Bigger than I could have ever imagined. I see different people every day. Different faces and different personalities. There are just so many. It'd be easy for someone to get lost in here. What did you just say? Hmm? Oh, just that the city is bigger than I could have ever hoped for. It truly is our shining city. Rows and rows and rows. It goes on forever. Dad, something's wrong. What's wrong, son? You sound scared. Can you come look at this with me? Sure. Elisa, I'll be back shortly. Who are you talking to? Ah, right. Let's go. We leave our apartment, out into the long hallway that runs down the length of the building. We take the stairs. The elevators are typically busy this time of day. We greet the neighbors as we pass, and they smile and wave back. The streets bustle with activity. People passing, talking with each other, selling their wares. Above us are the skyscrapers, our homes and workplaces, and above them is the sun and sky. Jacob looks down the long street outside of our building. He squints against the glare. How big is Pandemonium, Dad? I think for a moment. Big? Bigger than we'll ever see. But plenty of cities are big. Yeah, but if you had to put a number on it, how many days would it take to walk across it? I shrug. I don't know. I haven't tried. It is in this moment that I notice that the people around us have stopped moving. Their faces frozen in place, smiles and eyes unmoving. I look across them, trying to catch a gaze, but only one meets me. A pair of glowing amber orbs. You lied to me. His voice is the same childish lilt I had grown to love. But behind the words is menace and uncertainty. Something has frightened him. That's not a lie, I say. I've never tried. You would have known if I had. I might have been walking forever. Quiet. This is what you asked for. You made this place, so of course you would try to do something to it. His pace is quickening now, like an animal running through the dark forest, fleeing from something it cannot see. You brought something in here, something that wasn't allowed. You've tricked me. I shrug. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Everything here was here when we arrived. He snaps towards me. Liar. There's something else here. I felt something earlier. Where is it? I don't know what you're talking about, Jacob. You know just as well as I do that I couldn't have brought anything in here. It's just us. I'm suddenly aware of a hundred thousand faces, each of them passing in a quiet march, none of them turning to look at us. A line of humans, unbound from their humanity, passes between us. I hear the echo of footsteps. Millions of people enter their homes. Billions. The sun begins to set. No. No, you couldn't. Jacob is panicking. But this place is different. It's... it's... it's growing. How long did you say you could walk and walk and never reach the edge? How could you know this? How did you do it? I laugh. I can't help it. Even now, he tries to trick me. I see my own face appear in an instant. The furious amber orbs swinging frantically behind empty sockets. How did you do it? I promised you, I say slowly, that I would build a shining city for you, my son. A place we could be together forever. This city, Pandemonium, this is our city. The streets are empty, and always have been. A strong wind whips down the paved streets. Above us tower giants, the colossal guardians of this place, silent and unmoving. Across from me is my son, but only in the skin draping over its withered, limp form. This creature opens its mouth, and a choked gasp escapes its lips. The architect. Jacob's face warps into a grim mockery of another overseer. How did you get it here? You couldn't have left without me knowing, and it wasn't here when I got here, unless... Uh, you had it inside you. You brought it inside you! A dream, I say. A dream I had of this place, long before you brought us here. Endless streets, variation on variation. A city that does not end. A place for us to be, forever. It was there in the next dream as well, and then the next. It has been here for many long years now, building the framework for pandemonium. My son howls. Its body is rendered as something monstrous and uncanny appears from within, a horrifying, clicking beast. I hesitate and flinch, but hold my ground. The worst it can do is kill me. It shrieks and hisses, and I see flashing nightmares in the air around it. The torn and twisted bodies of my parents. The crumpled and defeated form of Jacob in the ground. Elisa scattered across the room like a crimson butterfly. I see something else. Something I saw down in that sullen place. In exchange for my name, you gave me what I wanted. A chance to say goodbye. Blood rushes between the beast's grinding teeth. New faces appear across its own, desperately searching for something that will affect me. A face that will stay my hand. Elisa, my brother, a former girlfriend, my son, 
My mother, friends, colleagues, they flash and shriek and writhe in an agony that does not exist. This city is my gift to you. A place for you to live with that name for as long as you wish. A place where you can't hurt anyone. A moment passes, and then another. At the third, my son lays before me again, crumpled into a heap on the ground. He breathes heavily and looks up and away, past me, down the long avenue flanked by towers. Where is it? I shake my head. Buried. Somewhere beneath here, in a distant memory. Pandemonium, this city we built together, is built upon itself over and over again. Its foundation is the still-living bodies of the hands that built it. It's long gone, buried somewhere beneath ten thousand years of its own creations. And even if I had it, it wouldn't change anything. It doesn't unmake. I nod. Elisa stands up. She looks at me, and then at the sky. How far does it go? How far away is the edge? I don't know. It might take a thousand years to cross. Maybe a hundred thousand. By the time you found your way out of Pandemonium, you will have exhausted the name I gave you, and will be reduced to what you really are. An envious, hateful vacuum. A spiteful ghost. Something that I should have left in the dark. But, I continue, we will be together. Always, we too. You can spend lifetimes out there, searching for the edge of a city that grows larger every day. Or you can stay here with me. Jacob looks at me. The amber orbs are there but they swing less quickly. I see something in its gaze. Is it fear? Anger? Sadness? I festered in the darkness of my own non-existence for endless hours. It is not vapid desire that drives me, but my own design. I will walk for a trillion years if I must, or more, and when I am free from this prison, I will share this blood with every being that draws breath and take back those names that were once part of me. Then, I will be whole. It turns to walk, but hesitates. It looks at me, and for a moment I can see something else within it. Something apart from the malice. And when I have reclaimed them... And when this world reaches its closing, I will come back here, then we will be together. Moments later, it is gone. Down the street, and into the dark labyrinth of endless monoliths. I watch until it disappears into the night. The wind still blows. I go back to our apartment. Around me, in man-sized containers that litter each new structure, sleep the soulless bodies of my neighbors. Pandemonium citizenry. An endless mass of faces that the doppelganger cannot seize. They never belonged to it. I sit alone in my empty apartment, nameless and accursed. I hear the distant laughter of my wife and my son, and I smile. Jacob, 
Come inside. It's almost time for bed. Item number, SCP-5935. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP-5935 is contained in a secure medical ward at Site-17. SCP-5935 is to remain in a medically induced coma until further notice. Description. SCP-5935 is the body of a human male found near Rocky Mountain National Park. SCP-5935's identity is seemingly anomalously difficult to ascertain. Though whether this is due to SCP-5935's own inherent anomalous nature, or an anomaly acting upon SCP-5935 is unknown. The intended purpose of SCP-5935 is to contain SCP-5935-1. This episode is possible thanks to our patrons. Joining us this week was Tyler Smith, Oliver Reed, Tracy Curtis, Justin the Owl Silva, Jordan Gibson, Austin Belichek, Logan Thaler, Trooper9045, and Ron Schaefer. Thanks guys, your support means the world, and we couldn't do what we do without you. SCP-5935 was written by DJ Cactus. Our host and narrator was John Grills. Overseer was Graham Rowett. Jacob was Brandon Nguyen. Mysterious Man was Pacific S. Obadiah. Weary Woman was Nicole Goodnight. Eliza was Addison Peacock. O5-1 was Danielle Hewitt. O5-3 was David Dark. O5-7 was Alvin Bowling II. O5-10 was Tanya Miljevic. And Dr. Moore was Eric Kemp. Our assistant editors are Danny Sweet, Jesse Hall, and Hannah McKinley. Our community manager is Celeste Cassion. This week's episode was transcribed by Pacific S. Obadiah. And all of our music is done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your showrunner and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah, and our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody disgusting podcast. <laughs>